0: you're about to listen to a special report about the 12th and 22nd Ward on the Aldermanic election 2019 as part of a partnership between Yola Arts Reach in Little Village and the Social Justice News Nexus at the Meadow School of Journalism at Northwestern University. Hello everyone, you're listening to WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio broadcasting live from Studio Y in Yolokali, Little Village. Today we are proud to present a special report about the 12th and 22nd Ward on the Aldermanic Collection as part of a partnership between Yolokali Art Street in Little Village and the Social Justice News Nexus at the Meadow School of Journalism at Northwestern University. My name is Gerardo Salgado and I am here with some of the team members that participated in this reporting. Melissa Regalado, Oscar Perez, and Courage Souls. Katie Rice couldn't join us today. We will conversate on a few matters that have reached our attention and is affecting Little Village and the surrounded communities and its residents as well. Hello, guys.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank
0: you. Good to be here. Recently, with the Social Justice News Nexus, uh have partnered with Yolo Kali students, uh, so we're very thankful for the students of uh, Northwestern.
1: Yeah, we're very happy to be working with y'all. It's been, uh, so far, a really great experience.
0: And recently, we've been covering uh, on the elections for the 22nd Ward and 12th Ward. But besides on just the elections, we just want to bring a few issues and concerns that we have as just residents into matters and in con- into consideration that this is affecting our health and our communities. So, would you guys, do you guys want to get started?
1: Um, I'll defer to to the the actual residents here, so Oscar um or Melissa, would you like to kick us off?
2: Well, um well, for starters, I know that uh, for the residents here in little village that um health is uh, definitely uh, you know I, I imagine like anywhere else on the top of a priority list for everybody. Well, I know that for a fact that these uh the local coal plants here in uh, Chicago here, specifically in the twenty second ward uh, have actually recently um closed down, and I guess that's one step forward towards uh, a cleaner future, in my opinion. I know that uh, there's actually plans to uh, renovate this plant and uh, turn it into a uh, warehousing or rather a shipping um, um, location, so that's uh, pretty neat. That's, uh, I mean, in my opinion, that's one step closer in the right direction, certainly not spewing out all these uh, things into the air. What do you think, Melissa? What do you think about that?
3: What I personally think about this is um, since there is a lot of there's a lot of health issues that are affecting this community, and especially, especially the, the coal plant factory, and how um, even studies have shown here that it affects a lot of uh, a lot of the children with asthma issues, or a lot of these um, pregnant women. So this is obviously a very important topic. If it if it's not solved now, it could even be become worse. Personally, yeah, I think it's a really important topic, and I think it's. A good advantage to bring it up to these aldermanic elections because if nothing is done right now then it should be done
0: for first questions just to kind of get a warm-up of our show i want to question or bring up the question what is the role of an alderman uh as as an alderman what what should they do um, there are 50 seats in the aldermanic position an elected alderman has a four-year term aldermen are important to the community and neighborhoods as they are who pretty much get to have a sense and feel of the community Aldermen are also the ones who have communication with their selected wards Al- also aldermen's meet with council members monthly sometimes twice or weekly they follow an agenda of plans the agendas are often posted and shown for the public before such meeting Allemands also deal with situations of zoning, whether it's residential, industrial, or commercial. Allemands also have the ability to uh, pass li- uh, liquor licenses or have the ability to give the, the okay to have new infrastructure being built into the community, as well as anything that the community has as an issue or that is concerning their community. And uh, usually, if a community resident, if they have an issue, they the first person they tend to contact is the alderman, as they're the ones who listen to the community and they have that uh, that uh, relationship between community and someone who represents their community.
1: So yeah, I think um, I think you really uh, nailed it there, especially uh, getting into the specifics. You know, it's really uh, having a good relationship with your alderman can make or break a business. For example. Um, but I think the core point here is that an alderman um, similar to a, a senator or a congressperson is the representative of uh, their their ward, their district to the city right They sit in um, the city council right so they they get to make a lot of decisions beyond what uh, what Jerry just mentioned you know they have a huge impact in their um, in their district but they also, are going to be passing laws and and reviewing things that are going to affect the entire city. Um, So I think that that's a really important thing because ultimately, uh, like Jerry alluded to, they are the voice, they are the representation of your neighborhood, um, which is why we're having a conversation about who is going to be the next representative of uh, the 22nd Ward, which includes a significant portion of uh, the Little Village neighborhood.
0: Adding to that, I feel like it's a... For me personally, to have a strong communication with the community as well as with the alderman of of my my ward, which is the twenty second ward, in relations between an alderman and the community, I feel like the best way to have a connection is to communicate back and forth. Um, I know such residents sometimes they have the opinion in their mind like, oh, I'm not going to vote, or that I'm not I'm not interested in such uh, topics or interested in such uh, situations, but. In, in regards of your own community and just the benefit of your health, it's just beneficial if you stay in contact or just have like updates within your community as well as with your alderman. Because your alderman, he's the he or she is the person that represents your community. And if you ever have an issue or if you ever want something to be done in your community, the best way to have uh, a good community for the betterment of uh, youth or just in general for future residents of that community is to communicate. And to just plan something with the alderman. if anything, you can always just obviously give your concerns or just give your opinions. But even then, the key to here is communication, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. And we are going to be talking about the, the issue of youth uh, later on in the show. But uh, for now, Melissa, do you have anything else to add about the role of the alderman um, and, and why this upcoming election is important?
3: Well, it's extremely important because if these certain issues are not solved or are not heard of, then they're going to keep on doing the same problems that are already happening. And like to add more about how the aldermanic elections are, like, eldermans in general, they're the voice of the community, and if we don't have a good representation of our community, then we're going to keep on being ignored or not a lot of beneficial stuff is going to happen to us. So, yeah, I think these aldermanic elections or elections in general are important because it's the voice of us and we need to, like, pick a good representation of our community.
1: Well said, well said. Oscar?
2: Well, um, it's definitely important that when people come together to vote and bring these uh, new aldermen into power, that they realize that um, they need someone who, again, yes, as we brought up before, that will represent the interests of the community. Um, and um, in order to do that, that's why, of course, we come together and we make sure that we listen to what they have to say, what the uh, what it is that they promise to achieve, or rather just try to achieve and again these um these aldermen whether you know male or female they're actually taking a responsibility upon themselves to represent the community in their best interest and i think that it's something that you know we should all take very seriously because again these people are out here representing us we all we all come together we all voice our opinions and at the end of the day it's all just one person making the decision for everybody so Again, you know, it's just all in our best interest to make sure that this person, this representative of ours here is someone that understands what it is that we want and we need as a community.
0: So for our first topic, um, as we were gathering information and recording and uh, attending these forums for the 22nd Ward, we came across a few topics and a few issues that the community and as well as the candidates uh, for the 22nd Ward they they brought up to attention uh one of the first ones is the the Hillco site the coal plant um located in uh, 35th and pulaski would you want to give a little in background information on that chris
1: yeah absolutely um so before we we get into the the Hillco site i just want to um give a little bit more context you know about the outgoing alderman uh, alderman munoz who um i think it's important you know based on everything that we just heard about representation and um and action um on on behalf of the residents uh, it's important to mention, you know, he's been in that position for 24 years. Um, you know, he's gone through several elections.
0: In my opinion, as a resident, that's a long time. And it's not that the 25 years has is is an issue. It's just in, in general, as generations go and as the community changes, there should be someone else who, who sees those changes or can uh, possibly uh, bring new ideas to the table. But, yeah, for 24 years, that's that's a long time. That's yeah. something.
1: Yeah. No, and the question of, uh, of, of legacy uh, power and, and, and legacy positions like that is definitely, you know, it's a conversation we're having on a national level as well. Um, but for the question of the Hillco site, you know, um, basically what you need to know is that um, this is a, what was formerly known as the Crawford Coal Power Plant. Um, and it's been closed for about seven years, and that closure was largely due to uh, uh, community pressure, right? People voicing their concerns about having um, a coal-powered plant so close to these residential areas and the and the health impact that, that you know, that we heard mentioned earlier about um, having these heavy industries uh, uh, so close to these communities. So, you know, that site's been closed for seven years, and it's been a continuing question, what is going to be done with that land? Um, and so, you know, we've heard a lot of different things uh, from a lot of different candidates. But um, I think it's important to mention that, that the name that Jerry was using, the Hilco site, that's a very recent development. Um, it was only just announced uh, at the start of this year uh, that this company, Hilco, had bought uh, not just the Crawford site, but also another uh, power plant that was closed around the same time in Pilsen. So this company now owns two very large uh, former industrial sites. And there is this ongoing question, and it's become accelerated now that someone has actually taken action on the site uh, of what we're going to do with these uh, locations. So
0: to get started with that topic, should we introduce the, the interviews that we gathered from the candidates for the 22nd Ward?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so who do we have here first?
0: Uh, first up is Neftali Gonzalez.
1: And so the question that we asked him as, as you'll hear in just a moment is, you know, what what are your plans? What is it that you'd like to see done with the Hilco power plant? So you mentioned Hilco and the and the former power plant um, and you you talked about your plans. Could you just clarify or go into greater detail about what you plan for that space Well,
4: see, it's very simple i mean i'd be lying to you if i tell you that you know it's my plans it's not my plans it has to be the community's plan and i'm not talking about a simple you know 20 member because you know these people will say well you know actually for Hilpa they said they had a community input that's a lie that's a lie why did they even say that there was no community input community input is when the community decides and you say well you know we, I met with over 100 people or 400 people or four different times and this is what they want and that's what we're going to do yeah. not what I want to do I mean this is a residential community so I think a, a park would be better yeah. you know they, they've been over at Patruska uh, Park they keep saying about a field house because in winter I guess they don't have like a swimming pool or something so you know that's the community talking and that's what we should do.
0: Up next is for Richard Waters. We had asked them plans to improve the factory on 35th and Pulaski. So let's take a listen.
3: Specifically about the factory that is happening, you know, on Pulaski and 31st. I mean, 31st, not 35th. 35th, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you like to be done there? Okay.
4: What I had mentioned was this. I. I, I I'm completely in support of green space. I'm also in support of something that we did at Longdale Christian Health Center. Have you been to our facility called The Farm? The Farm, it's on it's on Ogden and Central Park. Now, it's an aquaponics facility where we have fish fertilizing the plants, no pesticides. And we are growing them in there. I'd like to see something like that in a much larger scale there. And you know what's gonna be above it and be and, and on the side? Solar panels wind, 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 uh, uh, windmills, yes, I was going to say wind panels, windmills, and you know why? If we can generate electricity from there, we can pay the electricity bill from everyone in this community, which in turn will help people keep their homes, especially us older people, right? That's how we keep gentrification at bay. I mean, some people might say, dude, you're dreaming too much, but that's how everything starts, hija, with the dream and then with the desire and the courage to make it happen.
2: All right, thank you. And up next, we have Michael Rodriguez, and we asked him what his plans were for the Hillcoast site. On
1: the question of the environment, like obviously one of the bigger topics tonight and for this race is the Hillcoast site. Could you talk a little bit more about what your vision or what your plan is for that location?
5: We need to bring jobs into our community. Right. And that's very important, and good-paying jobs. But at the same time, we can't bring in corporations that aren't committing to investing in our community or that surprise us at the end with... Uh, tax incentives that they're asking for uh, that haven't been vetted by the, by the neighborhood.
1: So you're, you're in favor of keeping that, that space industrial?
5: I'm in favor of a community process to determine what that space will become.
1: So what would that community process look like in your, in your estimation? I think we've
5: had a, a, a number of good community processes in the past to create the quality of life plan, but there are models of community organizing that we need to continue to do. I'm in favor of putting together an Economic Development Advisory Council that will be made up of various organizations in the neighborhood, leaders in the community that will sit and make sure that we hold these economic development ac- projects accountable to the community.
3: Last but not least, we asked Lisette Lopez what were her plans on the Hillco site?
1: If you could maybe, it wasn't really discussed during this forum, but in previous forums there's been discussions about the Hillco site. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know if you had a plan for that site and how to develop it uh, moving forward.
6: Yeah, so actually that is something that um, I, would, I would encourage you to look at the El Vejo webpage um, because they're very detailed on specifics, what's going on and uh, meetings that they've had with, them, with the city. But specifically here, back in May, there was a negotiation made through our, through our alderman, Muñoz, um where he actually approved the permits for this development in a very very small time frame before even the community was aware of it when the community found out that this was going on these permits were already happening so as far as myself i will definitely advocate to stop that (laughs) development and currently there shouldn't be any development any negotiations being made because we don't he's not anywhere to be found after he was you know the issue with domestic violence there has been no one at his office if there's any issues with the ward we don't know who do we call you know michael is our committee man who is in charge of you know representing the 22nd ward as well however He's also running for alderman. Yeah. So is that a conflict of interest? Did, did he know what was going on? Uh, is there something that he can currently do also to stop those negotiations and that development? So that's where that specific project is at right now.
0: That was the uh, uh, gathered interviews that we have for the 22nd Ward. We also have a resident, uh, Sandra Mendez, but we would uh, bring that up uh, just in a moment. We, I want to open up into discussions what would you guys want to see or what would you guys, ha- do you guys have any opinion on the HILCO situation?
1: I mean, I think, you know, we heard a couple different candidates here talk about the need for community input. So, um, you know, we have three community members right here uh, between the three of you. So, um, you know, would anybody like to start, you know, what, let's just start easy. Like, let's let's start simple. What What would you like to see happen with this site?
3: Um, Personally, I would like to see some kind of, um, site where um, more of a community service site where people could come over there and get um, resources that they need, have like also as one of these re- residents will mention that um, have something to help the homeless or have something to help the community and like I would also like to see some like after school activities there, probably programs that could um, help you know youth there and like distract themselves.
2: Yeah, I agree with Melissa. I'd actually like to see something like that as well. Um, you know, a youth center site where they can get, uh, you know, job train, perhaps. Um, and, uh, you know, just something that will open up more more positions for the community. Just get the, um, you know, just um, open up more more job opportunities for not just youth, but for more residents in the area. Um, something else that I know was mentioned by um, residents as well as something that I show interest in is perhaps having more green spaces in the community because I mean let's be honest it doesn't hurt to have you know um, these these spaces available where where not only just youth but families could come together and just um, you know relax and spend time together but uh, otherwise I think that it's important that we, we also get, you know, not just our feedback, but more community feedback as well, because in the end of the day, we're all going to be using the space.
0: Uh, as for me, I would like um, in my input on this situation. I would like to see more green spaces just in general in Little Village. Little known fact, Little Village has uh, is pretty much surrounded by industrial areas uh, around the 22nd Ward as well as the 12th ward but as, as of now the 22nd ward as um, it has it's surrounded by industrial areas and it also has a lot of empty lots so having those two in mind I feel in my opinion like we should have more green spaces um, just to benefit the community uh, green spaces are just uh, little farms that are basically by the community for the community uh, and, and these little green spaces uh, the community gathers together and they grow crops, and the crops are uh, either sold to uh, local shops or they're just given to the community as the they're the ones growing these crops. Uh, Additional to that, uh, I do agree with certain candidates, and as well as how Melissa mentioned that a resident had mentioned uh, that she would like to see uh, more so like a facility where the community can go for resources and just to help and benefit the homeless in the community. I feel like more homeless shelters will be will benefit not just the community, but the home, uh, homeless people and the uh, epidemic that is happening uh, in situations where how certain people, they may not have the resources that they need to go on with their lives.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, these all sound like great, um, great ideas. And I've definitely also heard, you know, people discussing, you know, access to the river um, at the at the location, you know, creating a park where people, you know, you can have boat launches like we see on other parts of the river and stuff like that. But I do think, you know, ultimately it comes down to actually involving the community, you know. And I think um, we had a couple different candidates there who talked about the lack of communication um, and how the Hilco announcement was was a little bit of a surprise um, at the beginning of this year because, um, you know, most people were not aware that that was happening. There had been a lot of inaction on the site. And so to have all of a sudden without any input from the community or, or seemingly very little input from the community uh, to have an action taken, on such a um, contentious location, you know, it, it took a lot of people by surprise. And I don't think from what I've seen that the community would appreciate uh, a continuation of that tactic of, you know, kind of um, not taking in uh, their desires and then making decisions without them. So I think, I don't know, what about you all? I think it'd be a good time now to listen to what uh, the resident that, that we interviewed has to say, c- considering we've been referring to it already a couple times
0: um so before i introduced the resident sandra mendez on we had asked her uh what would you like to be done in the helco site i just want to add into what chris said um I, i had forgotten the the river that we have located in pulaski and 35th i feel like the river could be a great source for not not just the residents but also as the city um, as the river connects uh, and it heads towards downtown area. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people before have mentioned that they want to clean that river and they want to clean their waters because we can use that water um, not just as a resource but also as a form of transportation because it is a river and and it, it is connected to the city of Chicago as, as well as the North and South River that are located in downtown. Cleaning both those rivers and just like the rivers that are connected to those would just be beneficial uh, for the for the community surrounding the rivers and as well for the city uh, as a form of transportation or just as a form for people to kind of you know wander into the river and explore the city and i I had forgotten the river that is connected right there And (laughs) and it's and it's And it's really beneficial as well, because if we have green spaces or just a park or any any facility that could benefit the community, the river as well is just it's just beautiful and something that we could use as a community. And it shouldn't be we shouldn't just have it there for granted and just leave it there to to be dirty. You know, we should clean it up, use it for issues that we might need it for or just in benefits for us as a community and for the city.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that, actually. Um, just one piece that occurred to me while you were speaking um, is that, you know, the, the, the city has actually been talking a lot about expanding the water taxis in Chicago to kind of help, um, you know, reduce the amount of traffic that we see on the streets. Um, and currently, if I'm not mistaken, the terminus is in Chinatown. That's the last stop. But like you said, you know, if there's actually a place for those boats to come here, that could mean potentially, you know, an expansion of another transportation option for this community. Um, so that could be very interesting. But, yeah, let's listen uh, Let's listen in on what uh, our community member had to say here.
3: Uh, personally, what would you like in the Pulaski and 35th, the factory there? What would you like to be done there?
7: I think, we need, I think we need business. I think we need to go from step A all the way to Z, to see what the plan is. That so we don't just hear one thing and then they turn it around. I don't think anyone coming in a new business should be rewarded with a tax exempt for not even one year. I think the jobs should be, we should focus that we have a lot of people within the ages of 40 to 60 who are companies that left the state. So we need to be able to find jobs or training for, for ladies and gentlemen so that they can train manual jobs, okay? Because that's something that will give them their esteem. It may help in their family, household, and financially. And it also sets a good tone for their children that, yes, I was down. But look at me, I'm coming back up. So I think we, we have uh, jobs and a sports center. I don't think, yes, we, we, we could help, but I think we need to work on that. I'd also like to see a section of that made for a 24-hour homeless location where people who are homeless, because we don't know what brought them to that thing. And it could be us one day or our loved ones, where they will be able to go and shower every day. People can donate clothes. Businesses uh, can give, restaurants can take food for them, but that they have 24-hour security and that they have somewhere to, I don't know, watch television or or just sit there, read, but have given that dignity they deserve. We have so many people, and just by closing our eyes or turning to the side doesn't make them go away. We should be embracing and telling them, you know what, I, maybe I can't do much for you, but let me give you a hand to start to walk.
3: Just to clarify, um, the River and the Helco Factory is also located on the 35th in Pulaski. They're literally right next to each other. And um, you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 Levin L- 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 Radio broadcasting live from Studio Waiyolakadi in Little Village and we'll be right back after this break. <music>
0: special report about the 12th and 22nd Ward on the Aldermanic Election 2019 as part of a partnership between Yolkali Arts Reach in Little Village and the Social Justice News Nexus at the Meadow School of Journalism at Northwestern University. Hello, we are back. Um, I just want to uh, bring into question: um, what What do you guys feel is the or what is your opinion on having y- your opinion or in your voice being heard in matters?
3: Um, personally, yeah, I would like my opinion to be heard, you know, and like picking these alderman um candidates. I mean, I would obviously want to pick one that seems fitting and a good representation of my community. Also, going on to our next topic, which is you know youth and the involvement in youth, uh, as a youth, you know, I would like my voice to be heard. I would also appreciate that there's a lot of consideration of what the youth thinks in this community. What do you think, Oscar?
2: Well, I agree with Melissa because um, one thing's for certain is that um, I think it's important that we listen to our youth because not only are they, you know, part of the community, but they're also, you know... It's it's quite it's quite evident that they're the future, without a doubt. I mean, they're the next generation of what you know what's going to succeed in this generation in this community, you know. Um, but um, something that we I do think that matters is that we take the time to listen to what it is that they have to say, and um, maybe the developments that they they believe should be made to not only the community but for uh, residents and families, people who are just living here in this community overall um but yeah i think it's very important that not only we voice our opinions but be heard as well because i can't stress it enough that your opinion does matter and that not only do we have to make it an effort for people to go out there to vote but we have to make it an effort for youth to want to go out there when they're once they're able to vote and to realize that their their voices do matter and that these opinions um whether or not they you know whether or not they believe their opinions do have power, they do, and that they need to go out there and make sure that they're, you know, they're casting a vote that they're, they're putting in the ballot. Uh,
0: in my opinion, I feel like the youth have uh, their their voice matters a bit more, in my opinion, than the adults, as they are the next generations that are going to be taking care of of the current generation, and you know, they're the ones that are going to be taking care of the future of other generations. So as always um the youth have will always have the advantage because they not not only because they're much younger but because they they see the world in a different way and they experience the world in a different way uh but having that in mind um the youth have a really great sense of understanding and to the community as well because they're the ones that pretty much explore and experience the community um Majority of youth, yeah, they have jobs or they have school or they just have their own personal stuff to deal with. But even then, they're the ones that are actually engaging within the community. They're the ones that are interacting with the community. Uh, But having having that uh, in mind is just important to, to know and to clarify to the youth like, hey, you guys have a platform. And with these platforms, you have something to say. If you have something to say, then say it so it can be heard and so people can Listen to to those concerns or issues that you might have, or those issues and concerns that m- might affect your community as well. Uh, so, having that in mind, we want to go into the next topic, which is uh, what is the importance of youth. Um, so, Chris, would you want to give a few words as
4: well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the one thing that really stands out to me is, you know, understanding that as we're talking about an Aldermanic election, we're talking about politics here. Um, and, you know, we just uh, wrapped up a conversation about um, reforming and, and, and hopefully changing for for a, uh, a community positive, a site that formerly was polluting and and, and and damaging to the health of the community. I think it's important to remember that a lot of these decisions, the youth is going to carry the impact of those decisions because... Um, it's going to take a while for the damage that was done at these coal power plants to go away. But when it does, um, whatever ends up being done with that site, the youth, the people who are in their teens and their early twenties right now and younger, um, who may not have a voice, they're the ones that are going to either benefit or be harmed by the decision that's made in the next couple of years as to what's done with that site. So I think that's always something important to keep in mind. Um, Is that you know if you don't engage the youth if if you don't involve the youth you run the risk of creating a situation That is not beneficial to the people that are gonna have to live with it for the longest Um, on top of that, I think it's just always important, you know, if you want to have a Community that as you all said raises its voice has itself heard makes decisions together then that's a that's a process that you need to start early you can't expect someone to turn 18 years old, having never been allowed to express themselves, never having felt like they were heard, and all of a sudden contribute uh, positively and uh, constructively to society. So, you know, for those two reasons, I think it's really important um, that we have community engagement and especially, you know, involve the youth in that. Um, So I think we have here uh, some clips from some of the... um, candidates discussing this same topic as well as, if I'm not mistaken, some... Am I, am I wrong? Do we have some community members?
0: Yes, we have a teacher from the Little Village Londo High School. Uh, his, his name is Ruben Morado, and we'll listen
4: to, to these clips. Okay.
3: Specifically for young adults in this community, like, what would you like to do with them? What would you like to
4: inspire Wonderful. To? As I mentioned in my speech earlier in Spanish, is that we have so many talented young men and women in the arts and technology that it's way beyond me you know what i want to bring to our community i want to bring a school that we will have recording studios right sound visual my my children are artistic they're musicians i want to bring opportunities for them to like we say in spanish desarrollar we don't have any venues like pilsen like Berwyn, like Cicero, and we have all this wonderful talent here. We have young men and women who can draw and paint beautifully. We have uh, young men and women who are beautiful dancers, who are artists and acting. Let's open up that center for them, and let's make it for them. And you know what? I'm going to look for money not only at the city level, at the federal, state, local, and then private investors so that we can invest back into the community.
3: Um, you heard Richard, uh, Richard Juarez giving um, his answer from his question. And up next we have this teacher from Little Village Lowndale High School, Mr. Morado, also known as Ruben Morado. So next question, what are your main concerns for the youth in this neighborhood?
1: Main concern for for youth is always based on education. We, we need to make sure that that we succeed not only in infinity, not only at world language, but we succeed at MAS, we succeed at SOJO because their success is the same success we long for. Um, so academic success is definitely one of, the thing, one of my main concerns, that we consistently have rigor in the classroom, that we are creating not only you know um, uh, smart people, but also people that pay attention to their decision makers.
0: So that was a teacher from the Little Village Landale High School, and up next is Lizette Lopez.
3: On topics of youth, what are you willing to do for the youth and development and more
6: unity inside the community? So, one of the things that I start that I um, actually focused on in during my career. So, I was a criminal justice major, and when I was at UIC, I actually worked with a um, non-for-profit that worked with youth that were on probation. That's where I started to see a lot of the issues that were happening out in the ward. From there, in 2013, I actually co-founded a program that used the arts to beautify the neighborhood. And then we also incorporated mental health and peace circles. So one of the things that I want to do is I want to actually collaborate with all of the other organizations, audit and see what's really helping our youth and what's not. One of the things that I definitely am really passionate about is that because I am a director for a health clinic, I tend to interview a lot of people, right? People straight out of college, medical assistants. And what I started to see is that a lot of our youth are not prepared. So they're coming into an interview not really knowing, you know, uh, what's going to happen, not prepared to talk to you know, um, to sell themselves, basically, right? So what I want to do is I want to work with the small businesses to actually do an internship program for youth so that they can get job skills, they can learn how to talk to, you know, individuals a little bit better, and I think that that will motivate them and build up their confidence, too.
3: Can you explain your internship program like, more thoroughly? Okay,
6: so what I want to do is I want to partner specific with um, like lawyers, right? So lawyers that we have along 26th Street. Um, I want to partner up with um, health organizations and not-for-profit organizations and schools. So in all of those specific sectors, you have people that are doing either mental health, you have the attorneys, you have um, small businesses that perhaps you have someone doing their finances, right? So if we were to partner with these individuals and have an internship program that can, uh, they can be the mentors for those children, then you're learning those job skills and you're gonna be a a lot better equipped when you're actually going out into the work field.
1: Okay, so we just heard from uh, candidate Lizette Lopez as well as uh, teacher uh, Ruben Morado and um, as well as candidate uh, Richard Juarez about their concerns and uh, plans for the youth of the community. So i just like to, you know, having three youths from the community here in the studio with us today, I'd first of all like to ask, um, you know, having grown up here and, and, and currently, you know, looking for, for opportunities as you finish up your education, what would you say is missing from the community uh, that you would like to see these aldermen address?
2: Something that I would like to see the alderman address in our community is, again, you know, going back to what we've already mentioned before is, you know, um, quality of life in both the uh, air that we breathe and the water that surrounds our beautiful community, of course. But something else that um, I personally like to see is perhaps, um, you know, again, getting these um, young adults such as... uh, (laughs) Such as us here, I'm um, prepared for the future. Something like uh, perhaps assistance and maybe job training for the youth, or perhaps, um, you know, with uh, college, perhaps, you know, because I know that something like that would be pretty cool. S- something that I probably didn't have uh, much help with, but uh, young people in the future would appreciate is, you know, help with, you know, FAFSA, uh, and maybe even finan- more financial aid or getting. Getting, getting out there, getting involved, finding these scholarships, just going out there, and making the best out of like what they can to get their education and uh, find their place in this world. Um, what do you think, Melissa? What do you think that youth can do about that, or you know, just, um, just find find themselves in the community?
3: Things I want to see about youth, you know, I want more involvement in it. I want people to actually kind of like pay attention to what we're saying and also. I want more guidance, like as in like yeah, I want scholarships, as Oscar said. I want I want more help as an internships. I want to learn um how to approach a job or how to even have a job, mm-hmm. and also for like more youth involvement. I would like, I don't want to see gang violence here. And um, if you unite, you know, if you do more of these programs, more after, after school activities, you know, a lot of these kids are not going to result in gangs. You know, they're not going to be part of gangs and I think that that's a main concern of our community and I think people should m- pay more attention to youth and um, yeah, I, I, I strongly uh, I
2: strongly agree with you there that uh, gang violence is uh, unfortunately uh, a big issue here but um, you know that's definitely something that um, extracurricular activities can help, um,
3: could help you, prevent, know, yeah, you know
2: yeah remediate right there it's definitely something what about you Jerry what would you like to see more in our community as mentioned by Chris
0: um, as a resident for the, of the 22nd Ward, I would like to see more community engagement as well. Um, you guys pointed out something very important as well, uh, which is guidance. Uh, within the community engagement, I feel we should connect more within our community. Um, I know we're from the 22nd wards and we're neighbors and we're residents and we share this beautiful community, but there isn't much of, of a communication between the residents unless, unfortunately, unless it's into the political topic but even then, it, it just doesn't have to be political in order for us to have a communication or to just have a sense of, of a connection as residents of the same ward. Um, and having that, uh, having that would, would not just benefit us as, as, na- as na- neighbors um, living in the same uh, community, but it's just beneficial for, for the aldermen to know, like, hey, we're all on the same page. These are the stuff that our, our youth are facing, and uh, these are the things that we want to have fixed. Um, so all, all in general, is, I think it's just commun- community engagements, guidance, and communication and to benefit, uh, the to help, uh, and to better the, the community of the 22nd Ward. And as for the youth, um, yeah, youth, uh, they do have the power to, to to do whatever and to voice their opinion, but also not just because they have the power, that doesn't mean that they're not struggling or that they don't have uh, something that is, um, you know, kind of like haunting them or like taunting them. You um, do face a, a risk whenever walking to school or going to nearby jobs, uh, which is like the violence that they almost see every day. And it's not just that they see every day, but it's just something that is like plaguing the community as well. It's it's something that it's not needed and it's something that it's not to be asked for, but it's just something that we want to bring into consideration like hey this is what's happening um even then are are the youth of the community they're the ones that are being educated they're the ones that are going to work to you know provide for their families but how to do that either for school or for work they're ris- risking their lives sometimes just because they're just innocent bystanders or they just happen to walk at the wrong time or at the wrong at the wrong setting um, and it's something that really concerns me it uh, just kind of connects me ever since I've been uh, you know living in this uh, in the city of Chicago and it's something that not it's not just affecting our ward but it's affecting wards across the city
1: I think that's a great point you know these the 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 points that you make and the issues that you're raising are not issues exclusively in little village or, or even just in the southwest side you know these are unfortunately problems that predominantly affect the west and the south um, and so I think, um, you know, we have another topic that we want to cover, and maybe we can answer this question after we've done that topic. Um, but really quickly, I would just like to, you know, put into your ears the idea of, okay, great. You know, we've, we've identified the issues. We've identified what the community wants, what we just heard. Um, and we've actually, you know, we can tell you as people who've been going to these um, community forums that we've actually spoken to, as you heard, with the alderman directly, um, a lot of what they are proposing, a lot of what they are planning um, uh, for their potential um, stint in city council aligns with what we just heard. You know, there are plans for, um, you know, for Melissa, for for job training and and connecting people with local businesses. You know, we've heard about reduction uh, in gang violence from these uh, candidates. We, you know, we've heard about community engagement. All the things we've talked about are things that they are proposing, that they are promising to a certain extent. And I want to ask, how do we hold them accountable? How do we ensure that that actually happens after, uh, you know, when they take their position, I believe, in May or June? Um, how how do we hold them accountable to the things that they've said they're going to do? Well, I know one way that uh, we can definitely keep uh
2: – keep at them is that we can follow up with them and make sure that as they've mentioned previously of course we've heard many multiple times that they promise to listen to community leaders and attendees committees and to make sure that not only to hear the voices of you know those higher ups of theirs that uh they work alongside with but also those of us here in uh in this uh in the 22nd ward so i think it's uh, it's very important that they not only follow up with us but that they, we also keep in that we also personally take out of our time to follow up with them and make sure that they follow through and, you know, they they just keep us informed that there's this this transparency between the both of us here so that way we're constantly keeping each other up to date. I think that, again, you know, that's basic form of communication, just making sure that we're on top of each other here and that we're actually getting things done because, I mean, if we just stand by, we could just easily stand by and just let them take care of everything, but that's not going to get anything done. I mean, not to say that they're not gonna go out there and do anything, but we gotta make sure that we show our interest as a community to not only get things um, that we've, you know, we've, uh, we we need, but you know, make sure that things are being done towards getting these, uh, towards getting, towards getting what we've, you know, been asking for, of course. Um, but
3: this is pretty like hard topic, but I mean, there obviously should be like. I don't want to say pressure, but like there should be like a certain like,
2: like an expectation.
3: A, yeah, there should be an expectation of what they're gonna do. I mean, if they promise said stuff, you know, they need to they need to do they it, you to know, they need through. they need to follow through of what they're doing. And I think as a community we should hold them accountable and also like request things that are actually bothering us or you know and like by having that it creates more of a unity in this community where um we're not like isolated from each other, we're more united, and we can communicate better and like fulfill each other's like problems that are happening. You know.
2: Exactly, because as a community, we came together to put them in that position, and I think that the least they could do is uh, you know, as a represent as a representative of our community, uh, at least you know. Um, do something that, uh, that benefits not only just us, but you know, because I'm sure that as, as representatives of our community, again, I keep saying <laughs> they, they live here, you know, a majority of these representatives live in these areas. They represent us cause they know that they know what's going on here. And I'm sure that in their best interest, they want to not only improve life for, you know, themselves, but for everyone else around them, their neighbors, their families, their friends, everybody around here. We all just got to come together and make sure that everything just gets done or at least you know something towards them is getting
0: done but
2: yeah um moving along jerry what do you think um you have any two cents on this idea
0: um the the words that kind of come up often in the the main i think the words that are just the top of my head is communication uh and engagement but as well as mentioned in the beginning of the uh, of the show in this special segment um what are the roles of an alderman and what do they offer and what do they do and one thing, as as, uh, as aldermen, they have to follow an agenda of plans. Uh, but not just that just uh, that agenda they have to follow, but they also have to follow up with the community as well, as they're the ones that communicate back and forth with the residents and with their prospective wards or districts. Um, so in my opinion, I feel like, yes, the, the aldermen should follow that agenda and follow those plans, but as well as follow up with the community as the communities are the ones that are going to be affected by it. Uh, other men's only have uh four four years yes they're they're only in the term is for for, a four year term but even then they're just there for the four years but they uh if they get reelected and maybe uh stand there for 24 or 25 years then that's a whole different thing but (laughs) it's it's uh it's something that we have to realize like we have someone that could do changes in the community within those four years and then maybe come again but even then the ones that are going to face the the aftermath or just like the before and after and the ones that are going to experience everything through and through is going to be the residents so in my opinion it's something that the aldermen as 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 it is should be their job is they should communicate back and forth with the community as well as engaging the community to you know to to follow up with their perspective alderman yeah they might be busy but even then it's just like it's it's just a conversation that should be done within the community and the aldermen and just communicating and engaging together and working together uh, because as a, residents of such prospective wards, they should have that friendly neighborhood feeling with their aldermen and they should have that warmth and sense of feeling like hey i can trust you with the residents that are who are my neighbors and also it's with the community uh, the community and the residents and also just like people have their own families and they establish their families in their communities and they've been living in these communities for years. So it's something that should be taken into consideration that, um, yeah, these aldermen they have four-year terms, but the ones that often have longer terms is the residents that have established their homes here in the communities.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think you all um, really made a good point as far as recognizing the power that the community has right? This is your representative that you're going to be electing on Tuesday. Um, they are, their job is to represent you. And, and, and and as Jerry just said, you know, um, work for the betterment of the community. And so I think it's important to always keep in mind that the power lies with the people. And, um, as Jerry mentioned at the top, you know, these aldermen, they are required actually to have meetings with the community on a regular basis. Um, but you know, obviously if nobody shows up, that's pointless. So, um, the word engagement got used quite a bit. Engagement doesn't just mean showing up on Tuesday and then never again for the next four years, right? It's a two-way road. The alderman is going to do their job, but at the same time, the community needs to do their job and show up and communicate, as as was said uh, so many times, the needs and the desires. Um, And one of the biggest needs and desires here in Little Village is health. You know, we've been talking a lot about the impact of uh, the coal plant the the benefits of potentially having more green spaces um, whatever form that may take and, and um, you know we have this question here that we asked a couple of the candidates what are the plans to improve health in the community
0: uh and we have candidate for the 22nd ward uh rachel up next uh, what future plans do you propose or suggest to take action for better for the betterment of the health that is affecting the environment in the 22nd war.
4: Well, I'm a public health administrator. I work at Longdale Christian Health Center. And one of the things that, believe it or not, for some people, it might say, yeah, everybody is saying that. But the most important thing is this. It's a a combination of things. It's a combination of education. People need to be aware that if they put a lot of salt in their food, they're going to get high blood pressure. If they eat too much sugar, they're going to get diabetes. If we get these individuals who are pre-diabetic, right? If we get them to a fitness center, then we can provide services through our clinic at Lawndale Christian Health Center. We can start to curve the the infirmities that have hurt our community. Now that's what we can do by changing the lifestyle of people. People People need to have the desire to change, number one. Number two is that we have to offer those opportunities. If people don't know, they will never do it. And you have to encourage them. You have to encourage them. It's like you have a friend, right? You might, you may have a friend that's doing things that they're not supposed to do because you love them. You're going to push them. You're going to encourage them. You're going to lead them sometimes by pushing them forward. And sometimes you're going to lead them by pulling them towards you to, because you love them, because you care about them. And because I feel the same way about our residents, I'm going to do that. Listen, that's... That's been my, my, my career. I'm, I'm a public health administrator. I don't want to be a lifelong politician. Within one or two elections, I'm going to step down, but on day one, I'm going to start preparing my, my replacement. I'm going to start, and it's going to be a young person who loves the community, who wants to do right by all of us. And then, you know what, I'm going to go back to teaching. I was also a professor at uh, uh, St. Augustine College. I was an adjunct professor, but my wife said, I never see you, stop that and come home. Okay. so so
0: that's what I do and we're going to wrap up our our special collaboration with Social Justice New Sexes um, and as well with Yolo Kali Um, I want to thank Chris, I want to thank Oscar and I want to thank Melissa for uh, co-hosting the show with me and for voicing their opinions and for bringing matters into the situation and just you know talking about this and and it's something that we should always do as uh, community members of such wards as was like the aldermen like they sit down Um, They sit out, they sit with city officials, but also as residents, we should be able to communicate and and sit down and talk with other residents of other communities as well to just have, uh, uh, alleviate and just have a sense of uh, neighborhood feeling. And just as you know, we're residents of the city of Chicago, and it's something that as as Chicagoans, we should just do and talk and conversate and voice our opinions.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Thank you so much for uh, having us here uh you know it's uh it's great um i also encourage youth to go out and you know like if you can vote definitely do it and uh you know make sure that you you cast that vote because your voice does matter your opinion does matter and this is going to be a great impact uh for the community um again thank you for listening
3: um yeah thank you for listening um yeah and thank you for inviting me to this show and yeah i would suggest that go vote we're not here to tell you like who you're going to vote for but we're here to tell you that your voice matters and the problems that are happening in 22nd ward are extremely important and we <laughs> we promote you to vote
1: uh yeah i'm i'm you know on behalf of myself and and everyone who's uh who's part of this collaboration uh, at northwestern i want to say thank you for having me here and uh look forward to doing it again sometime. Um, you know, I think it's obvious that this is going to be an important election for the community, uh, the first time in 24 or 25 years that this uh, this position is is wide open without an incumbent running. And I just want to uh, let everybody know who is interested in these topics, especially about environmental issues uh, facing Little Village. Uh, we as, uh, as a group will be having a uh, story come out in Midwestern Energy News that we worked with uh, in collaboration, all of us. And so uh, please be on the lookout for that if you want a little bit more information and context about the Hillco site and what's going on there. So we're signing
0: off. Uh, this has been a special collaboration with the Social Justice News Nexus and Yolo Kali students. Uh, remember, you are listening to WLPNLP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Leopard Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. Go vote! This was a special report about the 12th and 22nd ward on the aldermanic election 2019 as part of a partnership between Yolo Kali Arts Reach in Little Village and the Social Justice News Nexus at the Meadow School of Journalism at Northwestern University.